Welcome to The Ravens, a Boy Meets World podcast. I'm Tessa and I've seen 156 episodes of Boy Meets World. And I'm Simon and I love Boy Meets World. Oh, it's 10... It's always 10.30 at night over here. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, So grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard and join us upstairs as we watch and talk about... Boy Meets World Season 7. Mm-hmm. It's good. That's not... Solid. It's always the second half. I fail on the second half. <laughs> no, it's good. Do you know I why it, it is? It's because the 10.30 at night and the sweets in the sweet cupboard is not my story. Mm-hmm. That's not my That's not my journey. You're telling someone else's story. If the intro said, time to get the blocks of cheese from <laughs> your second fridge and dip it into the salad cream, because tonight... My mum is angry at me for eating all the cheese. That you, if that was, because that would be your story, right? Yes. If you were at Liz's house, two fridge Liz. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Well, the cheese came from my fridge, but that's by the by. But yes, I could. It would come from the heart, then, wouldn't it? You know. Yeah. You know. I feel like I'm just piggybacking yeah. on yours and Dom's Doritos at ten thirty, but. No, no, I get it. I think next time when we. <laughs> discover something a new show or maybe when we get to girl meets world we can have our own intro that you know now that we have a verbal history with our podcast of you and i maybe it's time to create our own pathway now that we've been chatting long enough to have our own little in jokes mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what a beautiful thing two fridge liz big toe test oh. there's a there's a I was waiting for you to... I was hoping that maybe that had been forgotten since last time, but it hasn't, is it? In fact, you're now telling other people about it. (laughs) It just has such a good ring to it. It's like it could be your prison name. Like, oh no, here comes Big Toe Tess. I need to give her my cornbread, you know? Oh God. I wouldn't have that level of respect in prison at all. I don't know. You got one big toe like that. (laughs) Like... Watch out! <laughs> <laughs> is that is that how they like the hierarchy works in prison? Like the bigger the, the toe, bigger, the bigger the toe. Yeah, but only if you have one. The the opposing toe on the opposing foot is smaller. Like it's only where if you've got two big toes, I'm not impressed. Show me something special. Show me one big toe. Maybe with some hair on it. You know something. I, I, you know, ju- I just want to clarify, I don't have one big toe. I just need to make that really clear to everyone listening, particularly those in Iceland. I have I two regular-sized toes, just one foot slightly bigger than the other. Not- I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I think our Discord channel is going to need photographic evidence of t- toe by toe. We need to sit and maybe next to a tape measure for scale. That's absolutely never going to happen. I don't even. <laughs> I never don't even like looking at my own feet. I had a hole in my sock yesterday. 
right on the end of the toe. the toe. The toe wanted to break out. Yeah, right on the end of the toe. To be fair, it was a sock I loved. The other one had already died. I was trying to keep it going. But anyway, so I had a little hole in the end of my sock and it was genuinely Mm -hmm. upsetting me that I could see a piece of my foot and that other people could see like the tiny little circle of toe flesh. Mm -hmm. I had to keep rearranging it, trying to pull it so it was underneath. Like that was, and I'm like anxious about that all day. Like toe on show, that's not toe on show. And considering, I mean, I don't, I can't act like I know about crocheting. But as you're a professional crocheter, I assume that you can therefore sew, right? That's similar. Um, it's not, and I can't. I get what you're saying. It's a handicraft. Like, surely if you're good at that, you're good at all sorts. Not at all. Uh, to this day, I can't believe I've managed to pick crochet up because I'm so cack-handed. I'm really not good at anything practical. But you can't even do one stitch in a sock to to repair it. I mean, I, pr- I mean, I could. It wouldn't be comfortable though. Like right on the end of the giant toe. Like, I mean, are these ra- rare socks? Are you not able to find another pair? I think that they might have. Uh, my um, dad got them for me. He lives in Canada. So I think they were probably purchased in Canada okay. and shipped here, which makes it a bit more difficult. But they've got like little balls of wool all over them. Like mm-hmm. maybe I'll um, take a picture of the sock, not on a foot, and post it in the Discord and get the people that live over in the States, the Canadians, mm-hmm. to yeah. um, see if they can track down the sock. Or what if, right? That that sounds like quite a thick sock. What if you wore a thin sock underneath that sock? So it, through the hole and try to match the colours. So through the hole, you'll just see the the underlaying sock. I could do that. I don't mind a double sock. I could do that. I've already thrown the other one away. Like the other one was already ruined. So I kept the one that didn't have a hole and matched it up with another one that had lost its buddy, you know? Put them together. So you're wearing, so you're out there wearing it odd socks. Oh, so let me get the picture. You've got one toe bigger than the other, one foot Not bigger true. than the other, one one massive toe, and you're wearing odd socks. Your big toe is broken out of the sock and caused the hole. I think if anything, we just need to donate you some socks. <laughs> Give me your address. I'm going to just send you a couple a multi pack. Just... I have. To, I do have socks. I'm concerned about how I'm coming off here. That like, well, for starters, well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having one giant toe, but I just want to put it out there that I don't. All right, I do have odd sized feet, but like we've discovered, that's not unusual, is it? It's not really rare. But I, I, yeah. I can afford socks. There was just this particular sock. I really quite liked it. You're a little bit defensive about the toe. That makes me get the the thought that you do have a giant toe and this has plagued you your whole life. I... You wanted to be a ballerina, it wasn't possible. <laughs> now you can't watch the Olympics, gymnast. Like, there's a lot of things that you weren't able to do. You can't swim every time you, you know, kick your legs. You're just sort of to the side because <laughs> you've that one really powerful toe. I almost wish never... this was true so that I was a slightly more interesting person and had a reason why I'm rubbish at all physical activities 
unfortunately it's just how i am i can't blame it on a, you know uneven weight distribution from a heavy toe dragging along the ground i am just bad at sports swimming okay. you know so there, there'd be no mm -hmm. chance of me being in the olympics or whatever either way but um but but the circus maybe with a toe <laughs> like that <laughs> job security for life with the giant toe <laughs> well speak you spoke of our friends in iceland i have news we um we're we're back in the icelandic charts again um and more than that we got really high in the um great britain uh, charts as well That's cool. we got up to we got up to 70 um out of the tv and out of tv and film so that's not even just like after shows or anything that's in all of tv and film and tv and film is like you know one of the biggest categories of podcasts because we all love tv and film so yeah we spiked up to 70 which actually means that if you i know you don't have an iphone but on apple podcasts you can go to the charts and if you were to scroll you would see us there which is really cool that's really cool is that ravens as a whole yeah that's ravens as a whole yeah. but we haven't put out any one tree hill episodes um or stranger oh, yeah. things because we've been away so that's that is boy meets world that has done that that's cool that's really good that is really it? cool yeah i mean I'm, technically maybe we're on the bandwagon a little bit because pod meets world is super successful and super yeah. good and we're always when we're not trying to do any of that but that was the inspiration for us doing the podcast because me listening to their podcast made me rewatch boy meets world and then as with everything then i wanted to talk about it you've never seen it so here we are so um but yeah i thought that's really good that is really good that's, a, that's that's really good considering we're not like affiliated is it like uh, is it iHeart podcast like the big like we're not mm -hmm. part of any kind of big machine there's yeah, not there's, even any sponsors no, like no marketing yeah. nothing thanks everyone for listening it's but quite iceland humbling finds isn't it us. oh iceland have absolutely helped us with that yeah they they found something they liked and they've just latched on I love both that. hands <laughs> so <laughs> There we go. Well, okay, so we're here in the final season of Boy Meets World. We have not seen the finale. Well, you haven't. I, I haven't watched it on this rewatch yet. Um, we're going to talk about everything in season seven up to episode 21. And then there's a two-part finale. They're still like normal episode length. They're like 22 minutes each. And we're going to watch that live with our raven listeners and friends tomorrow night at 11 p.m so by the time you're hearing this it's too late you've it missed it already it but, i mean you've given people ample opportunity to join the ravens oh yeah you? you know oh yeah snooze you lose oh yeah yeah i mean our ravens would have you know received the email notification the invite i'd like to say it's not just us sending a zoom link it is but it's more than that <laughs> yeah i was gonna say okay. it literally is that but the feeling behind it is it's an exclusive vip event invitation yeah 
What I'm interested in is whether there'll be more people there for Boy Meets World finale than was there for the Dawson's Creek finale. Like, I'm wondering what people, you know, are people more into the drama here or the sitcom comedy? It'll be interesting. I can't remember how many people were at the Dawson's Creek thing. Is Dawson's Creek a bigger show? Like cult, I mean, like very... cult following wise, probably. Maybe oh, like I don't hardcore, know though, like because... hardcore fan base, teenage yeah, girls I mean, it's... like was the target audience. Like yeah, true. We were a powerful group, and now we're all <laughs> in our thirties, wanting to relive it all. In the same way you are with Boy Meets World, but I think perhaps Dawson's Creek had a bigger, maintain like maintained a really hardcore group of people that were obsessed with it the whole time. And surely Dawson's Creek are going to have a rewatch podcast with some of the cast. Like surely, get it together. I mean, I guess Joshua Jackson is really successful and doing his thing, isn't he? And Katie Holmes also. I don't know what James Vanderbeek's doing, but I'm sure he's successful. Maybe he's got a little bit more time. He's um he's randomly moved to Texas with his wife and his many children. He's got okay. loads of kids. They've all moved there. I don't know why. Why Texas? Um, but he's like, I think he just writes now. Like, I think he's kind of, t- he wanted to take a break from like the Hollywood kind of machine, I think. But it's, is he like a TV and movie writer or is he writing books? Couldn't tell you. I'm assuming it's TV and stuff, but I mean, I don't really know. A lot of his stuff is like, I'm smoking some beef outdoors and I'm like fishing in the mm-hmm. river living in Texas. Sounds like he just needs to buy a microphone and just get on with it. I mean, it really who does. Would you want? I mean, really, if you wanted a podcast from Dawson's Creek, you'd want it to be him, Katie Holmes, and Joshua Jackson. Oh, and Michelle Williams, right? I mean, there might be too I, many people. I would want Joshua because I'm a little bit in love with him. I'm in love with Pacey. So, yeah. Ergo, Joshua. So, really, I'd like, I'd want him to be involved. I really like Michelle Williams, but I don't think she would do it. She's a really private person. Like, she does her work, and then that's, like, she's not on any social media or anything. But I think, like, can you imagine, like, Jack and Jen doing a podcast? Because that's what they would do. Like, their characters now would do that, wouldn't they? Mm -hmm. They'd be podcast. So I feel like it'd be really cool if they did it. But But I don't see that happening. I mean, they could, she could keep it private about her own life and just talk about the experience on the show like what it oh i remember filming that because this that and the other and try yeah i mean i don't know it's horses for courses as my mother would say but i'm sure that uh that it will happen in some facet whether even if it's like um dawson's mum don't tell me her name oh Give me the letter it starts with, please. The character name. Yeah. G. Yeah, I knew it was G. It's a hard G. Not... Hard G. Gale. Gale. Lovely Gale. Lovely I think Gale. Gale. Lovely Gale. <laughs> I think I, me and Lex had this conversation about yeah. Gale and Deb. They're just Gale and Deb. The two I'd watch the two. I'd listen to the two of them do a podcast. 
That actually would be really interesting. Really interesting. So like, because I it would be so good if uh, Barbara Allen Woods hasn't seen Dawson's Creek, and if I'm I'm not sure of the actress's name. I want to say it's Mary Margaret Humes. If she hadn't seen One Tree Hill, that would be so good. And each episode could be, you know, they they do both. Like they do the, the first, the pilot of One Tree Hill, the pilot of Dawson's Creek, and then one podcast episode talking about them both. And then do it like that week by week. That would be so good. If they ever hear this, let me produce it or edit it. Let me be involved, please. I'd like just, I'll just do like admin. Like, I, you know, I'll answer the emails, anything. To be you could do the social, me- the social media. You could yes. do the marketing. Yes. Um, what would I do? Can I just edit it? I'll, you... do, I'll be the editor. Yeah. But you're quite light no. with the editing, though. So they might no, they I, might be a bit no, more I, particular about things they don't they want cut out. I would take it so seriously. Yeah. I would take my, I even would like ed- the social media. I would take that so seriously. I'd have scheduled tweets. I'd have it all going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, the content ideas I've got already! I what would, that would we, be like, what would we call it? Dawson's Hill, One, One Tree Creek, Tree Creek. I don't know, but yes, it would have to be a mixture, wouldn't it? Lex could help with that. Oh. Yeah, I feel like Lex would want to be Lex. involved, wouldn't she? Like she would have to yeah. have to be involved, of course. It'd be, it goes it'd be like saying. my two loves coming together. If you could just sprinkle on a little bit of Gilmore Girls. Like that would be. Oh. I actually think that is actually a legit great podcast idea. Like I, like you know, I have the means to reach out to Barbara Allen Woods. I feel to pitch it to her, but uh, that means nothing. Um, Gail, <laughs> you know. Gail's very active on Instagram. She's. I left a comment once. She made some sort of. I think it was like a macrame like wall hanging thing as you do i think it was during lockdown and i commented so i really liked it and she liked my comment let's go you know so she's she's looking she's looking at the feedback like lots of like celeb type people just post they don't interact with the comments do they but she's there mm-hmm. she's reading stuff or maybe i'd love to I'd love to interview her on the podcast. That would be awesome. Maybe I try that, reach out, and then when we've got contact with both of them, then put them hands together, you know? They might have met. I wonder if they know each other. Like we need I need to do some like deep dive stalking and see if they've ever been in the same photograph or same mentioned in the same article, you know? Yeah. This is the sort of thing I like to do until three o'clock in the morning and then wonder why I'm tired. Yeah, same. But then I think, live your life. I, you know, yeah. maybe I. Sometimes I like being up late because, I mean, besides this, I mean, this isn't being on your own. But sometimes it's the only time you get to be on your own. Oh, I love it. I love it. I get like a second wind in the evening, so I like. I, I, like I genuinely get more energy at about nine o'clock. What am I supposed mm-hmm. to do with that other than like be busy doing things? And yeah, like you say, like I'm on my own, like I'm, I can just poodle about. I don't know. I've, there's no like, I can watch the telly. No one else. I haven't got to consider that anyone else might need it. It's just quiet mm-hmm. and it's dark and I like it. Same. And I can watch my telly. Always... Yeah, you can watch your telly that like, my husband isn't, I mean, he could probably run through what the plot of One Tree Hill was just from it being in the background so much. 
But he's <laughs> yeah. not. If I said to him, should we sit and watch this tonight? He's not going to do I can't even get him to watch The Office, Simon. Oh, wow. We started watching the opening episode. And you know, the first episode's hard work, isn't it? you got to start at season two. Wow, yeah. the first episode is so, like, you feel uncomfortable watching it. And I, I did say to him, like, this is the worst episode for that. Like, this is the worst one. Mm-hmm. But he just, he doesn't like watching TV that makes him feel uncomfortable like that, whereas I quite like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to, like, you appreciate season one once you know all the characters and you love the show. Yeah. And it does have good episodes in season one, like the basketball episode is one is one of my favorites. But it's, yeah, well, I get it. I get it, and I I like just eating eating snacks yeah. at, at late at There's night. There's no judgment. Eating... There's no judgment. No. That I'm eating all the things that I bought for my kids' lunchbox and promised <laughs> I wouldn't eat, but there I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I've always been that way. I've always been like a late person and not an early morning person at all, and it's it's difficult because. Uh, you know now having a child you don't get those privileges of i'll just sleep to whenever you know the world isn't set up for night owls is it the world is set up for people that get up in the morning and are productive all day mm-hmm. and go to bed at by 10 p.m like if and if yeah. your natural cycle isn't that then you're just kind of tired all the time yeah and that's also i mean we always go we always end up here don't we but that's also why dare I say the school system is bollocks because like I I don't work well in the morning or I don't work well so but why do I have to conform like everyone has to conform you have to all do it at this time and you're all in the same class based on your age you're all here based on it's just all bullshit I I could do like a whole day long podcast just about the school system my thoughts on it yeah I, i'll send you this video when i did my teacher training uh this was like so i did didn't didn't become a primary school teacher but i did become a teacher at a college which you get the title of a lecturer which i thought was quite cool but you know i was working in the learning disabilities department so i if technically i was a lecturer in like basketball was my subject or like my speciality like I coached the basketball team but we did like life skills like cooking and uh, like how to get the bus and you know like actual and cooking would be realistic cooking like here's how you use a microwave here's yeah. how you use an oven that's, not like that's how... education I can get on board with that right. I can get on board with like I struggled I've worked like I worked in mainstream schools as like a te- like a learning assistant and I found that really hard compared with mm-hmm. like when I did youth work working for like an alternative education place. So like schools would buy places for kids to go that was really struggling in like mainstream or people referral units. And we did like, so we did that like life skills based stuff or we did stuff like high ropes and team building and all that kind of thing. And that was so much better because I, mm-hmm. I can't, the rule, the rules of a mainstream education setting is very like, black and white and i live in mm-hmm. the gray yeah and and it sets you up like i was thinking this the other day so wait, just to finish off that thought is yeah. when i was um when i was training to become a, a lecturer quote unquote <laughs> i i had to do these evening classes to get 
that status to be able to teach post 14 year olds basically yeah is what it equated to and the teacher put on this youtube video and it was like it wasn't a ted talk but it was like a ted talk but while it was happening there was a guy drawing out like illustrating in cartoons in real time as the guy's talking everything that the guy was talking about to sort of make it more digestible. It's like a 10 minute video and it's from probably a famous guy, but I don't know who it was, but some really intelligent guy basically just saying everything that we just said that why should the school, why should the school system be based on how old you are? Why does that you having that in common with somebody else? Why does that mean you should all be in the same classes and all be being taught at the same levels and all all these other different things? And basically saying that it's all just set up for you to conform and to react to a bell and to become the working class and to continue the working class so that the super rich can remain super rich. And I was thinking this the other day that like I, when I came out of university and was all kind of lost in my direction of what I was doing, I thought that I had to be doing like a job where I'd be wearing a shirt and going to an office and working on a computer. Like I thought that that was the path that I had to go on because that's what you're taught to do, right? Everything else is kind of frowned upon. And, um, And I didn't end up in that direction or ended up making a career out of just like the the more that I just became myself and just treated people how I would treat my friends and like you know how and just having a sense of humor and all the rest of it the just the most not to sound like a douchebag but the more successful I became yeah and it was because I was not being like everybody else and not putting a shirt on and going out and doing the nine to five and all all of that stuff. And I think if only we were taught in schools that, that you could, there's the, there's so much value in people just not being the same as everybody else and to lean into the things that you're passionate about and to be different and enjoy that. And it's okay to, not enjoy maths and it's okay to not enjoy whatever and it's and if you do enjoy this other thing then go for it like you know this is a real tangent i'm sorry yeah no i completely i I completely agree with it all but like it won't change will it until like school success isn't measured by exam results like while that's while that's the measure of have we taught these kids anything they won't ever spend any time going off on tangents with kids that like art. So why don't you just draw your answers or why don't you, because it's all got to be so tick, ticked boxes and, mm-hmm. you know, did we get this percentage of kids to get this grade? Like, so it's just, it's it's not about, it's not about teaching the individual, is it? It's about teaching the masses, like you say, so that there's a ready-made workforce. Yeah, for sure. And it, yeah, it sucks. But I tell you what doesn't suck is Boy Meets World, which is the best. But what I need to know is your opinion, because season seven is just very different to any other season. I mean, if you think I like now that we've seen the whole show almost, I like to think of it as different stages. Like season one is so different to any of the rest of it. And then... Season two and three are kind of like, and and four, they're like the high school years. 
and then five and six we're in college and things are kind of changing and then seven is kind of like bananas (laughs) that's that's very true like season one feels like an entirely different show and then the high school years could could be a different show again not such a huge contrast between like season one and now and then yeah like the college years and then it almost feels like this season is like oh we're grown-ups like it's almost yeah like oh now we're gonna be adults so you're sort of seeing them and it's weird that this is the last season because i mean i'm obviously we haven't seen the finale yet we've got two episodes to go I don't know how they're going to wrap things up. But at the moment, it's like, why is this ending here? Yeah, I and I don't actually, I haven't looked into it as to like why it ended or whatever. But they spoke about it very briefly on Pod Meets World the other day. And I'm sure they'll see they'll cover it in detail when they get there, which will be like years. Because on their podcast, it's been going for what, maybe like four months three months four months maybe four months and we're at like episode 11 because mm. they do so many like interviews and things which is great it's like the best podcast ever you have to listen to it when you're finished um but they were saying that and i wonder if you see in the finale but i won't say too much but this isn't a spoiler but they were angling for a spin-off okay that did that didn't happen they were angling for a spin-off, yeah. I, because I guess Eric is supposed to be graduating, which I'm confused because they keep talking about how they, Eric's done four years, he's going to graduate. He hasn't been there for four years, has he? He was there young, younger, longer, wasn't but, he? Because uh, Isn't it only an extra year, though? Does that make it four years already, then, that he's been there? Well, he went, he started going in season five. So, yeah, yes. so three years. They must be combining some time. Yeah, here. yeah. Right. Like, And it felt a bit like that with last season because it didn't really quite get to the end of a school year last season or it didn't feel like they did. And I thought, oh, they're like, these last two seasons will be one year is what they're doing. And then when they came back, it was like, oh, it's been this new term. I was like, okay, okay, then how much time is supposed to have passed between this... But anyway, yes, I guess... I think... Yeah, carry on. I think timelines are out, I think. completely, yeah. So Eric's graduating, isn't he? So I guess they were thinking, right, we're losing, like, Eric and Jack and Rachel here. We can't keep making them not go anywhere. Because that's what we've had so Mm -hmm. far, isn't it? Oh, they're all going to the local college and Topanga didn't go to Yale and Sean decided he wasn't going to go off adventuring and have a career in photography in the end anyway, which has just been forgotten. Um, Yeah. Along with his pig, just gone. Um, So so they can't keep doing that. They can't, oh, how convenient. They all, Mr. Feeney can't keep working there forever and ever. And then, oh, now he works Mm -hmm. at the office that they're employed by. Like they've got a kind (laughs) of, do you know what I mean? Like they've got a kind of, so, yeah, so I guess maybe a spin-off was the way they were going to go. And then, I don't know, maybe the idea wasn't strong enough that it got picked up. Or, Well, I think a few things happened around that time. What Because Will Friedel got really bad anxiety yeah. and and basically like semi-retired from on-screen acting. Though he's, I told you, didn't I, that he's now talking about coming back. Yeah. Which is awesome. And... Uh, 
but also the cast had had enough as well. Like uh, Ryder Strong and Daniel Fishel, Topanga and Sean anyway, have said that they had just had enough and they like they'd been doing it from when they were 12 until they were 19 and they just wanted to be off of it and to progress on to other things but also to just have some time you know they they grew up on tv so yeah i think yeah but, it's, but you know they... it's, it's not like you know with one tree hill when they started filming it they were almost adults weren't they you know, so it's kind of yeah. they've made a conscious career choice. This is what I want to do for a career. I don't mind if it goes ten years because that's ten years of employment. Whereas these, they're kids. Like, and I know they want to do it and it's fun, but there's an element of my parents have set this up for me here, isn't there? Like, they haven't walked themselves mm-hmm. to LA and gone to auditions, so they haven't had. They've like the second half of their childhood is just gone. Mm-hmm. So of course, like they're probably just sick to death of doing it, and maybe they thought actually this isn't quite what I wanted to do. And I guess, like you say, like, Eric just thought, I, I'm out. Like, I don't want to do this for a bit now. Like, I'm not well, I'm, you know. And I guess if there was going to be a spin-off, you would want him involved, wouldn't you? Would anyone... Like, I mean, he, is, he would be one of the people this, spun off, wouldn't he? Like, Well, he's, like, the strongest character, yeah. isn't he? Well, I think... Um, so, again, I need to send you this, but there's a podcast, this podcast that he did um, a few years ago and was talking about the anxiety and everything. And he was offered the lead role in a sitcom and he was auditioning for it. And he just got this really bad anxiety in the audition, like a panic attack. And he thought, that's it. I can't do this anymore. So he like left the audition and he got home and they, they called him like the producer called him and said, okay, great. You did great. We, we really want you. We just need you to come in for like a chemistry test or like a reading for someone else. And he just panicked and he was in LA and he said, I'm sorry, I've gone to Mexico. (laughs) I can't be there. And just like hung up the phone and his agent called and was like, what, why are you in Mexico? What are you doing? Like they want you on the show. And he's like, I can't do it. I'm not doing it. And he said, five minutes later, the producer called him back again and said, okay, Forget the chemistry read. You got it. The part's yours. Just come in for wardrobe and and we'll just, you know, get going. And he was like, no, I'm not doing it. I can't do it. I'm in Mexico. I'm not I'm not doing it. Um, And he said he didn't name what the show was because he didn't want to, like, disrespect anyone involved in it. But that show then went for seven seasons. You know, and he would have been, like, the star of it. What show but is I, this? I, How, what, show do you, what show do you think it is? I don't know. What year would I mean, this have what, been? It would have been like what two thousand? Yeah. When it was ended in two thousands, maybe two thousand and one, two thousand ish. Ran for seven. But you know, saying it was like a really successful show. Yeah. Um, and he said the person that did it, he's being really humble, was like, I'm sure you know, did would have done a much better job than he would have done, and they probably would have fired me and just hired that guy anyway. You know, like, he's like super nice yeah. in real life as well. Um, but yeah, it's like that anxiety got in the way and um it's really sad and you can see it in this season that because he was on antidepressants and he put on weight and everything um but he was still like the highlight of the show i think absolutely and like well firstly i wish when i've when you've got anxiety or depression or like you're struggling with your mental health you make up a lot of excuses to not do stuff 
to start with anyway. But in the, eventually I was just, I'm just going to start telling you, like, I'm depressed as fuck, I'm not coming. Um, mm-hmm. But to start with, you kind of want people to think that you're normal. So, so you come up with loads of excuses not to do stuff, and they're all quite valid. But I wish... I just said, I can't come. I'm in Mexico. Like, yeah. for the balls to just, like, be like, oh, I'm just on abroad. Um, yeah. I wish I'd done that. But, yeah, what, like, it goes to show what an incredible, well, actually, I was going to say what incredible work ethic he has to still be able to do that when he's unwell, but it's not really. Like, he shouldn't, we shouldn't applaud people being really fucking ill and going to work. Like, but mm-hmm. his acting, to be able to act like a funny bubbly guy when actually he was probably feeling like a shell of inform- his former self and just wanted to stay at home in his pyjamas. And then mm-hmm. with the added, his body's changed. I thought he looked brilliant with a few extra pounds. I thought he looked great. I think mm-hmm. this is probably the most attractive I found him. I don't know whether it's the yeah, haircut looked- as well, but he looked good. He looked like he'd just transitioned to being like a man. Yes. You know, like there's there's a time when men suddenly like grow shoulders you know and you the frame like the teenager frame kind of changes and you get a bit broader you know it didn't really happen for me i still kind of have the body of a teenager but the well i've got the um and again people don't know because they or even when it's on zoom you can't really tell but um i've got really skinny arms like really skinny arms and uh skinny legs and then kind of like a, no- a normal bo- a normal body, like I'm quite fortunate. I think I have quite good metabolism or something because I eat trash so all day. So jealous. And, but, but I have like a little belly, you know, like a little mm-hmm. pot belly thing, which I, I like overcompensate by always trying to wear like baggy hoodies and things like that. Yeah. And I had to, I, and kind of like him, like Will Friedle, because he, he's like very open about it and his weight fluctuates and mine does too like we have a fortunate to have a treadmill in the garage when i was watching dawson's creek for the podcast i was watching it on the treadmill and i lost like 30 pounds in like three in like three months by just running every day like i'm quite i can take it off quite quickly but i can put it on just as quick mm-hmm. um but it also because i'm a vegetarian as well and a terrible vegetarian and i don't really eat vegetables <laughs> my wife says my my wife says my diet is just beige anything that's it's beige. just carbs like you're not eating any vegetables you're just it's just all potato and pasta and rice like just yeah straight up oh yeah it's just all beige anything that's a beige color you take a multivitamin at least like no mm. But it's so, so I kind of have uh, like the traditional skinny fat kind of thing, you know, like, um, so I, I really relate to him in, not in, I'm not saying that it's the same or anything, but um, like, it's hard to, I mean, it's the same for everyone. You can go through times of feeling self-conscious about your body. And then when you're getting older as well, not that this is a, a tangent but like you know and this happens more to men i know it happens to women as well you start losing your hair and it's like jesus man like let me keep my hair like (laughs) i mean i'm i'm doing all right like i have i have my hair but i definitely can feel it going like it is going like as in like it's all sensitive in certain areas like where hair used to be and then you see all of the men 
uh, trying to cover it up, you know, like combing your hair in certain ways and tr- and mm. all this, that, and the other. And it feels like uh, emasculating to... Like, I have some friends that are bald, completely bald. I mean, we're, I'm in my mid-30s now, so like, I think if by the time I get to 40, I think people... It just starts happening. Like, you see most people, the hair's just going. And then it's like, you have to make that decision. Like, when do I just shave it all off? Like, at what point does it have to go? You know, when are you holding on? When is too early? This is not a topic that needs to be talked about because I realise none of them are going bald. That makes me think of um, Prince William and Prince Harry, right? Right. They both clearly started going bold quite young. Like, I get they're a little bit, I think they're a little bit older than us, aren't they? Harry's like, Harry's like a couple of years older than us. But there was the day William, like, gave in and shaved his head Mm -hmm. and he looked so much better. And Harry Mm -hmm. is still hanging on. Obviously, I watched all the funeral coverage. Yes, he's got Mm -hmm. some hair at the front. The sides are fine. When you see him from the back, from a distance, he looks like he's got a monk's haircut because it's a lot of hair on the sides, bold patch on the back, where it's just wispy ginger trying to cover it over, you know? Sometimes it's better to let go, shave it off of dignity Mm -hmm. and just be a skinhead. It's not like he's got to look smart for royal shit anymore. He's fucked off to America doing what he wants to do. Shave your head. Put SPF on it, obviously, over there. Bit of LA sunshine. But, you know... It's time to let go. But yes, we do all have to come to terms with these things and we all have our own hang-ups. Mm. And I've, yeah, I'm, sure. I've definitely um, got really... Con- I, I was, I've always been skinny. Like, I've always had a good metabolism. Like I, when you're young, if you're told, oh, my goodness, you're so skinny all the time, that when you put on any weight at all, you're suddenly like, fuck, I'm fat now. I don't mm-hmm. get any skinny compliments. Like, it's better just don't comment on anyone's weight ever. Like, no one, anyone, yeah. just stop, stop. <laughs> No one say anything yeah. about anyone's weight. But even if you think they're looking really thin and healthy, don't say it. Don't say it. Because mm-hmm. you don't know how they feel no. about it. But to be worried yeah. about that shit and then be on the telly. Yeah. Can't comprehend how difficult that was for him. But, I, I mean, I no. thought he looked fantastic. I was ex- yeah, me too. You know, you kind of pre not warned me, that's the wrong word, but we discussed his difficulties before and you said, like, this was the time period. So when he came back, he'd put on some weight. Which ha- which happens? Like my medication makes me put on weight, um, but so I don't. I want. I mean, I was expecting it to perhaps maybe be slightly more extreme, or but I really, like you say, he looks more like a man than a teenage boy now. So I, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I, am I allowed to find him attractive at this juncture? I thought he looked. Yeah, fit. it's prob- it's pro- <laughs> it's probably like. What I think he finished the show when he was like twenty four, so he's probably like yeah. twenty four now. Whereas before he was a bit too like pretty boy band, you know, sort of pixie features, sort of thin and scrawny, mm-hmm. beautiful hair, like baby skin. Like it just wasn't that. Like it was too clean cut boy band looking. Could, yeah. Should we? Is is this a good time to talk about the fucking facial hair that happens? Please. How did you feel? About, how did you feel about it? I mean, there's there's a few uh, transitions of in looks of uh, all of the men, isn't there? Of Sean and Jack as well. Yeah, 
Um, and and Jack Jack's t-shirt size suddenly went from you know a, a late nineties extra large to the smallest shirt you can get, please. Is that? I paint it onto my body. Is that like? Was that a sign of the time? Because I thought like the baggy, like really big t-shirts, you know, like hip hop style, like way too big t-shirts, and the baggy jeans mm-hmm. was still a thing. At this time, I think it. I think it was. I think he. I think they were just trying to make him into like the eye candy, or whether he himself was going through that kind of phase of like working out all the time because they gave him so many lines of you know I've got six percent body fat. Oh or, yeah, I'm so, know, I know how just, handsome he is, and oh my dad's rich. It was a bit more of that, wasn't it? But I mean, he... they made him into a douche this season. Little bit, like, they, they like they changed him. I think to differentiate him from Eric. So Eric was going even crazier into being crazy, and he was going way into being like a dick. And actually, he Eric was showing him to lighten up, basically, or like especially with things like the lottery numbers and things like that that we'll talk about. <laughs> but we like we talked about this last time, didn't we? And we said they wasted Jack because they made him too much like Eric. And actually if he'd yeah. been a more serious character all along, that would have been where the comedy was. That Eric's just yeah. pissing about and he's trying to See we had hints of that. Like you know when they're both working at like the student union cafe and like it all just then he realises Jack kind of realizes he's taken it too far and he's been too serious and now it's an awful work environment and actually he needed Eric to be a bit silly. I was like, oh, this is kind of what we were looking for. Like, mm-hmm. but it's too late. You can't just throw that in now. Like, you can't just change his character without a reason or it needs to be a slow burn. You can't just from season to season make him slightly different to see if it works better. Yeah. Like, that's not good writing. Yeah. No, it's like they didn't have a clear direction for him and they were just trying out different things. But I I agree. I think it was a better dynamic. And like I said on the previous episode, they they ended up doing a movie together, like a Disney TV movie together. And uh, we have to watch it. Like we have to do it as a watch along or something at some point. Um, I think think you'll really enjoy it or get a lot out of it. I think they... I think they filmed it in between the last season and this season because that's when he had his anxiety, yeah, first anxiety attack. So that would make sense. But yeah, I mean, so yeah, their goatees. Did you like them? It started with it started with Jack and his soul patch, didn't mm-hmm. it? The little soul patch, the Lucas Scott, yes, the little Lucas Scott. And I was immediately like, this was clearly the heartthrob. I'm trying to look a little bit rugged. Like, look how dangerous and bad I am, aren't I? Sexual, but I have a little bit of hair under my lip. Yeah, as we've discussed before, I don't get it. Like I don't like you're shaving all the rest and leaving a little piece. Like there's no, I don't find anything about that attractive. Like I don't like you. You may as well just have a moustache and shave the rest. Like what... I don't understand shaving a bit and leaving just bits. Like I. <laughs> It's like you've been forgetful, if anything. Yes. You know. Yeah. And like then it was a mistake. Yeah. And then they all. We had that episode where it was like it jumped forward. You know, when they they all fall out and it jumps forward and it's all oh, this was what mm-hmm. would happen if they never made friends and they have the little school reunion bit. And then and then when it jumps back and we're like, oh, okay, that was just a little, you know, vision type thing. But the facial hair from the next episode just stayed. 
I thought they'd just grown this hair for this little jump forward bit to make them look different, a bit older. And then we go back and I'm like, oh, no, you're really, you're keeping that. Like, I really, Sean, it wasn't working with Sean. I didn't, because when he had it, I thought it was stuck on. I thought it was fake because it looked so bad. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, but that's when we, when we, when we as men start growing facial hair, it comes in all kind of like Fluffy. wispy and yeah. it doesn't yeah and you have to be shaving for a while and then it to build up that's proper exactly stubble what it looks then... like bum fluff it's what you call it in it just a bit of right. bum fluff like yeah I don't, I don't know if that's they say that in america but it's bum fluff it's just like little fluffy it's just like hair on your head like it's not wiry is it like like pubes mm. it's just not that it's just not that texture but it's the same with any hair if you shave it, though. It gets more and more coarse. Anyway, so his is like a bum yeah, fluff. He looks like he hasn't had access to washing facilities for a bit. Yeah, you know? he's not. Sean and his clothing chains changes, mm. except his jeans remain like, you know, a family could live in them. They're so baggy. I love but his that. Shirts I love are, that, though. But, of course you do you, you know grunge your boots under there and whatever <laughs> else you'd have your garibo lifestyle yeah uh like i'm sure that he had a chain wallet on there somewhere you know yeah but the shirts yeah he has i mean he went for his like patterned waistcoat face it's a little bit more exper- experimental i think Maybe slightly less yeah. mainstream than some of the others, but it does mean that not all the choices slap. Right. And and a big difference in Sean's character that we haven't really discussed is he's not dumb anymore. Like in the mm. early seasons, he was kind of more like the Eric character of being kind of dumb in, in Mr. Feeney's class and everything. Like in high school and in the... Uh, particularly yeah, in high school and in the first season... And then now he's kind of, he's like the poetry reading, he's deep, he's in, in tune with his emotions. And I think that feels probably more like Ryder Strong coming through the character, maybe. But he's the character with the pain. I mean, were you surprised by the argument and then the almost fight at the wedding? You know, the whole oh, trailer trash. Oh, they keep they keep throwing in the trailer trash, like like making the fact that he lived in a trailer like a derogatory thing, don't they? And they didn't do that before. Mm-hmm. And I feel like like it just makes the people saying it are like real assholes. Like, but anyway, like, I guess it's like using his it, like childhood circumstances is like the butt of the joke. Like, it just I feel like if your friend said that, you'd be a bit like that's you've that's too far. Like this taking the piss and then there's like just hurting me. But anyway, but yeah, yeah this... and his and his, and his dad was dead at that point. Yes, right? like fuck, like all his all his childhood memories and all the memories of his dad are tied up in that trailer park, and you're using it as like a stick to beat him with when like you're trying to be funny or make him the joke or like by all means have a row, but you know when you're arguing with someone and you think oh that's their like sore spot, like you just wouldn't ever go there, mm-hmm. like. Yeah. The argument at the wedding. If there wasn't a there could not be a bigger sign that they are too immature to get married than that happening at the wedding. 
<laughs> if you yeah. interrupt your wedding to have an argument with your best mate about how we're not going to be best friends anymore because I'm getting married, you probably shouldn't be getting married, should you? Yeah, and I like the way that the episode before they invited us, they broke the fourth wall and invited the audience to come. Do you know what? Come. I, that episode, I loved that. The whole build-up, because obviously we see them, they're talking to someone like slightly off camera, aren't they? Like in an interview kind of thing. I was mm-hmm. so hoping it was that front guy from um, Father of the Bride. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. like the wedding planner guy. I was like, please be <laughs> him. Like, how? Because that must have been out already. That must have, like, around that yeah. time. I was like, how cool would it have been if they'd got him? And he was like, <laughs> um, but then the twist, obviously, was that they were kind of talking to us and inviting us to their wedding. And that was really good. And the wedding episode was good. I mean, it, Eric kind of pulled through with stealing the <laughs> stealing the wedding. Yeah, that was which good. is funny. And uh, obviously, they get like arrested again. There was so much talk about Corey being so desperate to have sex and his uh, losing his virginity. Um, but I mean, and the honeymoon episode is a very strange, strange episode. I I have a slight, a tiny prop story. I was negotiating once. This was a few years ago, before, pre-podcasting, but uh, when I was like in prop collecting mode and getting like these Mighty Ducks jerseys and everything, I wanted something from Boy Meets World, and I found someone that had, you know. Corey ends up whittling those coconuts into the faces of celebrities. Yeah. I found that I, there was a guy selling the Jay Leno one, like the actual prop used in the show, and this, another one. I know it was definitely Jay Leno and like another one. And uh, I was so tempted. I was negotiating the price with him and I got him down to a number and then I just couldn't justify it for a coconut you know are you gonna tell us what the number was i'm intrigued as think, to what a prop what coconut you, would go for what do you think i think it was in uh, dollars i don't know i don't know i don't know what dollars are to the pound i mean fucking really good not great at the moment um yeah <laughs> just imagine they're the same okay let's pretend this okay um i'm i'm trying to think what would i pay for a prop but oh, i can't I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. Like because throw, I, throw a number, throw a number out there for Iceland. Come on. Um, what would I spend on a prop from a TV show? I kind of I really like. I guess if it was like if it was like the true love sign off of Pacey's boat. Uh, there's not pro- like it shouldn't even be sold. It should be in a museum, and people should pay to go and look at it. <laughs> yeah, like I don't okay. know I could put monetary value on it I don't know like 500 quid I don't know yeah that's close I think it was like 600 which seems like actually for a genuine prop from one of the biggest TV shows of the 90s great mm-hmm. value for money but when but, you look at oh, it right. for what it is 600 <laughs> yeah. pounds for is it even a real coconut it's probably plastic isn't it I'm not sure. I can't, is it I can't. made out of modelled out of clay? Like it doesn't. It, they didn't look like. Probably. I, is it a real? Anyway, but then suddenly you're like, that is a lot for something that will sit on a shelf, and I will love it, and it's cool. But six hundred pounds. 
I, I have a friend, that's like I've told you about him before, Connor, he's like my prop collecting guy mm-hmm. in America. He's, he's the best. He's the best in the business. He can hunt it all down. And uh, he always, I always ask him this because he's had, he has like 30 of these Mighty Ducks jerseys and he has some that he's bought for thousands and he has some, some that he's got for like $100 because people, sometimes people don't know what they have or they don't quite get it or they just, that's, it's not worth that to them. And he always says that it's just whatever it's worth to you. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it's worth to anyone else. If to you it's worth a thousand pounds or 10 pounds, that is what it's worth yeah. because there's no, price on it it's not like a loaf of bread where we can all agree that a loaf of bread is how much is a loaf of bread a pound i don't even know know. just over a quid probably a tenner when we go tomorrow um (laughs) fucking (laughs) honestly the apocalypse is upon us um yes things are only worth what people are willing to pay for them yeah like houses like you can only sell your house or what someone's willing to pay it for like you think it's worth a bajillion pounds because it's all your memories and you spent ages choosing that paint colour like but it's but yeah it's the same with anything isn't it it's not like you mm-hmm. can say oh the cost of the coconut was this plus the labour to whistle it was this so I've got to charge this at a minimum it's not like that is it with random collectible shit and, yeah, uh, and if that's your know. hobby then I can understand spending lots of money on it like I could have the true love side and I would love it but I, I wouldn't be able to spend loads on it because that's not my thing Collecting props mm-hmm. isn't my thing. I could mm-hmm. quite easily make it my thing. I love a collection. Like once <laughs> I start, I almost have to tell myself not to start looking because so many times I've been like, "Can you tell me where this auction like you like use like an auction site?" And I'm like, it's all the time I think I need Simon to tell me what that is, but I can't because I just won't stop. I'll be on there all the time. I've just downloaded but- Vinted Simon and I can't stop. I get urges to check it. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's one of the Hollywood memorabilia auctions, the online auctions. It's in five days. I can send you the link. There's nothing. There's nothing One Tree Hill or Dawson's Creek on there, but there's loads of stuff on there. Yeah, but that's all I'd want. I'd only want that stuff. But you'll see. Suddenly, there's like, oh, but I love that film. Oh, Maybe I know. I should we'll, get... Yeah, it'll be like, oh, there's a little Back to the Future something. It was a little ET something, or a little any film I've ever seen that I oh. like. Them ones like Jurassic Park, E.T., all of them, those props just go for thousands upon thousands. I bet they do. It's cr- crazy. I mean, there was um, the suit that Samuel Jackson wears in Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. um, was on eBay for a hundred grand. Did it sell? I don't know. It was on there for a long time. I, I bet it's probably still there, but someone will buy that eventually. Like if I was yeah. a millionaire, like a mi- like a proper millionaire, if I won like mm-hmm. 10 million, I couldn't even justify it if I had that much. No, if but, I had like 30 you, million. Vomit. I'd be embarrassed to have that much money. But you know, some people have the, like, the downstairs garage with the Maseratis or whatever, and they've got like 30 mm-hmm. cars, all the same, but different colours. You c- would have just like a m- museum of props instead. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't give a shit about cars. Like no. I, I've, I've worked this out over the last few years. Like I, I went through a phase of trying to pretend like I cared about cars <laughs> and like spending money and having like what other people would consider, you know, good cars and whatever. And I realized I don't care as long as I can actually 
put my Bluetooth on and listened or even plug it in, if I can just listen to podcasts and just let me be clear, not my own podcasts, other people's podcasts for when I'm driving. That's all I want. So now I've got a Ford and I love it. Yeah. Gets you from from A to B. Not going to fall apart. Doesn't cost you loads of money to run. You can fit your kids and all their associated crap in the back. Excellent. Yeah. And I don't, and it gets destroyed. Like, as in, like, it's such a mess. Our car, honestly, is like, we've got a Ford. We've had it quite a long time now. It's getting to, like, it's it's in the palliative stages. Like, like every time we we have an MOT, we're like, they're going to say, oh, it needs a thousand pounds spent on it and it's worth 300 quid. It doesn't. Somehow it gets by, it gets through. So we're just going to keep going until it's just absolutely gone now. We never clean it. We never clean it. We occasionally, it probably gets vacuumed. I say we. I don't, I don't ever. My husband vacuumed. Probably vacuums the interior of it once every five years. And we use it. That's a lot longer than I thought you were going to say. We use it like a Once every every couple of months. Couple of months. Every five years we use it because we've, we've like been renovating our house it's a seven seater so you put all the seats down it's like a van in the back so that's yeah, yeah. it's been abused like that so sometimes it is like wow you took like a dumpy bag to the dump of like plaster dust so we need to do something here like this is or it will be like he's agreed to like take a friend to the airport with his family and he thinks mm, i should probably not make them sit on shit you know? Yeah, someone else is going to be part of this health and safety hazard. Yeah. I don't want to be sued for somebody getting some sort of asbestos poisoning <laughs> or something. <laughs> that is exactly it, yeah. So, yeah, we just, yeah. There's no point having a nice car. They depreciate in value as soon as you've bought it. Like, it's not, they're not, like, it's even an investment. Yeah, Whereas I've lost so much movie, money on cars. Movie props. Movie props is like, that's your retirement, you know? Yeah, and but and the thing is, is what's good about them is you, they you can rotate them because it's always worth something to someone. Like these Mighty Ducks jerseys, I've had five. Like I used to have two more that were really rare in um, frames as well. But when I moved into this room, I didn't have enough room to display them, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like. Ugh. And then I got the opportunity to get the jacket uh, from I can say from Dan from Paul Johansson. And I just, that guy, I knew that he would want it. So I just literally just, I basically swapped it with him to get the jacket. And it's like, you can do little, it's kind of like when everyone got into Pokemon cards, you know, back in the day. And it's like, you can swap them all around. So what, what boy meets world things would you want? So coconut. Oh, I would want, if I could choose anything, you'd have to, you'd want, I would want um, Eric's penny on the necklace. (gasps) Yes. Oh, that's funny. I'd want the Feeny puppet. Yes. That's, I'm Wait. never going to get that. You know, the little oh, Feeny hand puppet. Like, yeah, yeah. It was from like season whatever. That was from a while ago, right? Yeah. This season, yeah. yeah. A penny. Mm, what would I want from this season? I'd quite fancy their, like, a university sweatshirt. Because it's fictional, right. isn't it? That's the, so they actually asked this question on Pod Meets World of did they keep any props? And that's pretty much what they said. I think they've all got a Pembroke hoodie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sean Ryder Strong took his leather jacket 
Um, and then the, after Boy Meets World, he moved to New York to be in theater and all these other things. And it was in his car and his car got robbed like in the middle of the night and someone stole his jacket. That's really sad. Like to anyone else, it would just be it's a leather jacket. I might better sell for 20 quid. They got no idea, have they? It's probably still out there. So, if it was a good quality jacket, it's out there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Maybe I'll find it on Vinted. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So, um, what about Corey? Basically, becomes a bit of a Monica Geller in this season, or being in in not in terms of uh like cleanliness and stuff, but he is so kind of like anal and um controlling. And he's always trying to control everybody else's happiness, particularly Sean. Mm. Um, and it's always with good intention, but he meddles, doesn't he? He's quite—he's very highly strung, isn't he? Like, and he's clearly sensitive, but he's also quite selfish. Particularly in the... St- go. He got better towards the end of the season. So while he is... It's never it's never any bad intention. He never wants people to do what he wants them to do, even though he's like, Oh, that'd be really bad for them. Like he's not it's not meaning harm. But he you're right, he does sort of want to puppet master it all a little bit so that he keeps his bubble exactly as it is and it's exactly how he wants it to be. And it's like it's it's an insecurity thing, isn't it? Like he doesn't he never wants things to change. But it he he's a bit selfish at times. Mm-hmm. Like I just mm-hmm. like at the beginning of the season, Topanga's obviously her parents have separated. Like she's really struggling with that, and he's just so insensitive. Like he's just got no, he's got no empathy. Like he's not. You'd think that if anything, he'd be doing everything he could to accommodate how she's feeling about things, and he just doesn't. Yeah, well, I mean, if anything, he goes to try and uh, repair and and get. Topanga's parents back together. New parents. Another, another more new, new parents again. The mum is. Time. Um, she was on Desperate Housewives. Ah, oh, I thought I recognised her. And the dad is in Lost. I'm pretty sure. Okay, haven't seen that. Yeah, so another set of parents, which I'm a bit like, could you not have paid them enough that they'd come back a few weeks later when you started? They've literally just the very end of last season. Like, what, yeah. Did you think they were shy, or did you, were you just like, oh, they wanted a hundred dollars more, and I couldn't be asked, so we just recast them? It's odd. It might have been like a scheduling thing, like they might have already been, <laughs> but yeah. I, but even that, when he's trying to get them back together, it's for his own motive. Like yeah. uh, he wants then so that Topanga will still want to get married and and whatever. Yeah. So. It, it, you know. get, he get they do get better. He gets better as the season goes on. But at the start, I I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't. I didn't love Corey last season either. And then to the start of this one, I was like, oh fucking hell, it's more of the same. Like the voice was a bit less. Like last season, mm-hmm. that little put the put on comedy voice was all the time, and that seemed a little bit less this season. He definitely got better towards the very end. Yeah, and I actually think one of the best and strongest episodes was towards the end was when it was more of a serious episode between Corey and Eric about sorting out the garage yeah. and doing the sale and and Corey not getting that 
he yeah like he doesn't choose to spend time with eric on his own like i really was on eric's side the entire time i i assume that we are meant to be as audience members i, I can't imagine there was anyone out there but like that was just like yeah well Corey was just doing wanted to sort it out and do it with his friends i mean how did you perceive it no i agree with you i was team eric and it's because you it's very much a one-sided relationship like Eric bends over backwards to make things really fun for Corey or great for Corey, like you like you said with the wedding. Like he basically I'm sure that's a crime, like to steal yeah. someone's wedding. Like, you know, and he does all those things and like to bend over backwards to to be there for Corey, but it's all one sided. I don't I can't think of a single time that Corey's done something really wild or really thought about Eric or a, a, anything ever being all about Eric which you kind of understood in the very early season because it was Boy Meets World and it was Corey's world and they were all just the people, sort of the players around him. And it became less about that. They made it less about that. And then it was about the three guys, wasn't it? And now it's more about we're pretending this is friends and it's a group of friends hanging out. But like, so it's much more obvious now. It's it's completely like a one-sided relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was Team Eric. He was clearly, he was obviously very hurt and it was nice. It's nice when we see little snippets of Eric doing some more serious stuff rather than just this like full-blown silly. Yeah, it was good. It shows his like variety of, of, uh, yeah, how varied he can be as an actor. I like, I really liked, like when Corey didn't get it and Eric didn't, didn't let him off where he was like so why are you apologizing if you don't think you've done anything wrong like he sort of pushed him on it it was really good that episode and that was memorable like i really could remember that episode what what about um topanga um we didn't have i felt like we didn't have loads of topanga this season like i don't her and Corey, the wedding stuff was i wanted from from very early on, you Corey and Topanga are what we're aiming for here. Like they're set up as the we're really quite invested in their relationship. But I think some of that gets lost along the way. Like you you're not quite as I don't know, like intensely ex- excited about them or passionate about them being together. You know, like it just kind of I don't know, by the time the wedding came round and then there was like the shit show that was the wedding, I wasn't as emotionally invested in them getting married as I thought that I would have been at the start. Does that make any sense? Yeah, and I think it's because we always knew it was heading here, you know, and they've Mm. had their trials and tribulations, but um, yeah, I, I mean... I I thought it was a good episode also with Corey and Topanga when they were they had to move into their dorms and they wanted to buy the house. Like I mean, it's all crazy yeah. like that they could live somewhere that horrible and you know a str- their neighbor walks in. Hi, I've never met you. Will you look after my baby? You know. Yeah. Though there's some alarm bells there, but that wasn't the part that I enjoyed. The part that I liked was when they were asking Alan and Amy for help and they were saying no because you have to earn your own way. You have to 
otherwise you you're never gonna feel like you've earned it and i thought that was really good and even like the shot of amy is on the stairs and she's hating it because they want to just sort of tell him or you know i thought i thought that was done quite well it's like a more serious episode how did you feel about all of that yeah i i liked all that but Corey and Topanga was still irritating to me at this point. So I mm-hmm. think you're a little bit like, what, are you actually this naive? Like, what did you think? I get that they didn't realise their housing was going to change straight away. Um, and their parents, like, it just goes to show that, like, maybe they weren't quite ready to get married, that they hadn't even had thought out a plan or had a conversation about where are we going to live or that they hadn't said to their parents, like, so how did you guys say for rent or because we 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 spoke we get the impression that like Alan and Amy also got married very young and that perhaps Eric wasn't a planned pregnancy so they were kind of thrown into suddenly we're ha- having to live this grown up life but the, the the parents didn't have any conversations with them before the wedding and like so where are you going to live when you get married like none of them they haven't got jobs alongside this mm-hmm university if they like there's no like oh yeah okay we can pay rent somewhere but there was no so whose room are you going to be living in back at halls or like i just thought like how could you be that naive like how were you ready to get married without having a conversation about where you were going to live yeah and then what was also crazy was they could buy that house for 80 grand i know like 80 sure get it on a mortgage it'll be fine you have it paid off in like you know not that long but like, <laughs> like we, 80 like we have parents that probably like my my parents bought their house in like the mid 80s and i think they paid like 20 grand for it yeah it was like, my... it was like a three bedroom house semi-detached house for like 20 grand my my uh, uncle bought his house, which was, yeah, like a three-bedroom house or whatever, for like 60 grand. He paid for it in cash. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it was just like absolutely insane because the house prices now in the UK are astronomical. Yeah. I would, you, have I to, even, you have to pay yeah. more than that in stamp duty, like in tax, just to, to buy. It's crazy. It's crazy. But so Corey, but you- Corey and Topanka remained irritating for me up until, you know, they have the episode where they have the huge row. I can't even remember what the argument was about. Oh, Corey, um, Corey's not feeling very good about himself because he gets his telemarketing job, doesn't he? And he's shit at it, which obviously you're going to be Corey. Like, you're not a people person. Like, he can't talk the talk, like, gift of the gab. He's not that kind of guy. But anyway, you'll get suckered into this. You could make loads of money, but you can't, like, pyramid scheme type job. Um... But Topanga's doing really well, but of course she is, because she's Topanga and she lands on her feet and everything she tries her hand at, she does well. And she's not very sensitive to the fact that Corey is feeling very insecure about not being able to do well at a job and bringing any money. But then at the same time, he's blaming her for just her being successful, which isn't her fault. Like, so it just becomes mm-hmm. a whole... And like, at the beginning, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, like, will you get it to, like, neither of you are handling this very well at all. But then we kind of ride the argument out with them, don't we? And we see them go home and it's kind of, we can see that perhaps a bit more time has passed and now they're onto this bit of the argument and now it's developed into this. And by the time, like, the argument had finished and the episode had finished, I was like, oh, 
I'm quite pleased with that resolution, actually. I'm glad that we saw that all the way through. And then after that episode, they were less annoying. Yeah, because it's showing you have to work at a relationship or work at a marriage and it's not just easy and um, it takes compromise. And yeah, I like that as well. It's like we're seeing them go through that. And yeah, it was good. And and they decorated the place. It looked nice it in the It did look nice. And then I liked the bits when we saw they were just kind of hanging out at the house. And we've had lots of references to like, oh, they're really boring before their time. And like, and the others were going out clubbing and things, weren't they? And I was like, I would have been, I wouldn't have needed to be married to be at home. Like I would like... The clubbing thing would wear off real quick for me, <laughs> like real quick. For sure. Um, but it's just cute that like they watch their show and like they know what time it starts and they've got their little routine and they're kind of hanging out. And I actually then quite liked them together as a couple. Then they weren't they weren't irritating to me. It was nice to sort of see their little daily life living together. Yeah, I agree. They, you're right. They kind of had an, some annoying phases, but ended good. And nice, and that you'd imagine you'd want to be friends with them as a couple. Like they'd be a fun couple, and that kind of is the goal, right? We all want that. And Sean was seeing that, and that's why he felt like him, what him and Angela, it would all come a little bit too easy. Like they hadn't had their own their rusty pipes and all the rest of it. They're in that nice apartment. Which how many times did they all move in and out and around of that apartment? Oh my God. That's that irritated me. I was so annoyed. So annoyed. Like I'd like I wrote that down because I was like, why are we doing this? Like juggling around of who lives in the flat and who's sharing I was when the when the girls were all gonna live there, I was like, oh this would be a new dynamic. It might be nice to see like all the girls living together as as opposed to like it being a guy's pad. And then obviously that it didn't last then. And then it was more like hokey cokey who's living in the flat. I didn't enjoy it. I was like, this is boring. Yeah. <laughs> Ever changing yes. living arrangements. No. Was, yeah. And I was thinking about this the other day because I was talking, we've sp- sort of spoken about this before about, um, like I consider myself moving out when I moved in with Ethany, not when I went to university. And I think it's because when I went to uni, I went home every weekend or any time I was, didn't have to have a class, I'd go home. So I kind of treated it more like boarding school than actually like living. I can't get over the fact that they literally like were just, that's it. They're done. Like they're living their lives but, like, where do they get the money from for, like, furniture and cutlery and all of that stuff? Like, where... Okay, I I know that it's sitcom world, so we're not supposed to think that deep about it. But it would have been nice to have just a little bit of explanation of where <laughs> wh- where the money's coming from. They didn't... They had a lot of coffee at that student union bar. They forever had a takeaway cup in their hand. I mean, no thought yeah. about the planet at all, but... They were always doing that, and they were always when the guys were at the apartment. There was always like a bag. They always had like a paper bag, and were eating some sort of takeaway food. They could invite mm-hmm. people for dinner. They went to the movies. They yeah. referenced like going to the movies and stuff, going mm-hmm. out clubbing. Angela's hair changed quite a bit. She's out having her hair done. Where is the income? Where is the money coming from for this? I don't know if the system's the same over there. Where like you get your student loan, and then. Like then you get 
more loan for your living shit. Like, I don't know whether it's just the loan just pays for the uni fees or whether it's... I don't know how it works. But over here, like, most people get a job. Didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. I don't... I don't know. I don't get it. But we probably... We shouldn't question it. I... I, I that's not going down that hole. <laughs> we'll never get out alive. Um, I, I quite liked um, the episode where... Jack and Eric have uh, bet on the on the football game, and then they end up living living with the Amish at the end. <laughs> like I do, I do like the I do like the random adventures, but when they go too wild, I get yeah, like like the portal in the wardrobe oh, towards the end. My God, I've watched that today. Like I was cutting it quite fine. Um. And I couldn't help, obviously I couldn't help but think of like the black and white One Tree Hill. Is Dom going to listen to this? He's not, is he? He doesn't. No, no. And I just thought, like, if how much I hate this, Dom would absolutely not be enjoying this episode at all. It's awful. I didn't, I, I didn't enjoy it. That, of all of the episodes of Boy Meets World they're my least favorites like all of them ones where they're traveling through time like i can do without without them i like the real i I like i like the 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 beauty of it is in the day-to-day like the mundane isn't it like just the the little jokes between them and they're just oh we're going to school mr feeney's here and we're just hanging out and we're just like i don't need eric's being a silly self like he can make a very normal situation very weird it doesn't need to be we're climbing through a hole in the back of the wardrobe um, and then once we're there, it's also odd. Very <laughs> strange. Did, did, did you like the uh, the bloopers of uh, Eric in the sofa? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That was one of, that was one of my favourite episodes, just for <laughs> Eric hiding places. Yeah. I could... I could just watch like a whole series of just Eric hiding in paintings or, <laughs> but the sofa cushion was <laughs> when he stands up and he's like, it all sort of felt crows apart so that he's got legs and he's got, that was excellent. And the bloopers were brilliant. Yeah. I really like that. It's nice. Cause you can see that they're just having a good time. They, they recorded every episode is recorded in front of a live audience. Um, it would have been so cool to have watched a taping. I noticed one of the episodes towards the end, I noticed the laughter was like, I would have kicked them out if they were in the audience. You know, like it's usually everyone laughing together and that's what they want, isn't mm-hmm. it? When they tape, they don't want you yeah. trying to make your laugh distinguishable so that you can go, that was me, mum. That was me. <laughs> Which we'd yeah. all do. We'd all be like, of course, <coughs> halfway through, wouldn't we? And be like, that was that's my yeah. cough. Did you get that? Um, yeah. But as a viewer, you don't at home watching on the. You don't want to hear. And there was one episode, and I was like, oh, they haven't like. Why did they not cut that laughter off and use canned laughter over the top? Like, I guess which they must do, mustn't they? If some audiences like they didn't react mm-hmm. enough, or and I was like, oh no, it throws, it takes you out of it. When it's generic, yeah. like laughter, you f- you forget it's there, don't you? Like you're watching Friends. Like I don't even notice that there's anyone laughing. Yeah, but there yeah. was like you're one episode. Yeah, there was one episode, and I was like, oh, it's throwing me out. I, it's ruining it. 
There were some really random episodes as well, like they had Mankind, the wrestler, just showing up mm-hmm. and just body slamming people and wrestling matches. Um, it just had a very different tone. Angela that had a couple of a couple serious episodes, so the one that we've just literally just seen, mm-hmm. where she's going to go to Europe with her dad, and then the first one that introduced her dad as well. Uh, how how did you find that and her sort of journey in the season? I don't know. I don't know why they would make Angela leave right before the finale. Obviously, without maybe when I watch the finale, I'll be like, "Oh, that's why they got rid of her because it just she just wouldn't have fit like the way they've done it. It just wouldn't have worked." And now I know, obviously, that she's made a comment about the fact that like she wasn't there, and I think it's it just seemed unnecessary. Yeah, I don't. I have. I. Yeah, I have no idea why she wouldn't have been in the finale or why they didn't. I actually can't really remember the finale. I'm not even sure if I've seen. I, I know I've seen the very end, like the last scene. Yeah. I'm not even sure of how much of that I've actually seen. But um, I don't understand why they just didn't make that storyline part of the finale. And that's just her part. You know, yeah. just make it smaller so it's not taking up the whole episode, but just that could be her, uh, you know, tangent to go down. It makes no sense. Like, we've just had that whole episode where, you know, the Corey and Sean and Topanga have been friends forever and the others feel a bit like outsiders and, like... So we've had that whole episode about, oh, no, you're not. Like, we're all just... We're all friends together and we all love each other. And then it's like, I'm leaving, bye. Like, I've just lifted me out, not going to bother putting me in the finale, which I know, like... So it just seems, why would the writers create a whole episode about them feeling like their, their friendship is different and then and then be like, oh, but it is. Now Now you've made it, so it is, because she's not there for the end. Yeah, very strange. I mean, they, those prank episodes uh, were quite good. With, um, and they put the car in her room and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then it, they, took it, they took it too far by printing the you know, the picture of her. Oh, which... yeah, that's awful. Yeah, so uh, Rachel was really inconsequential in this season. Like, she could have, you could have just taken her out and it wouldn't have changed anything. It's, that was probably her biggest moment. Yeah. She was better, less irritating, but maybe that's just because she didn't do as much. They t- they dialed yeah. her down, didn't they? Like even when she was just speaking, it was le- it just seemed less forced. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether but- it's just she got into a groove or whether they wrote it differently or she had different direction. I don't know, but it so that I liked her better. But then, like you say, she had so little that you could have lifted her out, and you would not have known she was there. She really could have just been in that one. She could have not been in any of it at all. I'm not no shit. No shade to her. I'm sure she's lovely, but like there was, there's no reason for her to exist. Yeah, yeah. I think that the character wasn't really necessary. Feeny got married, and then his wife disappeared after that. Yeah, but, but I'm happy but for I mean, him. I'm happy for him. It, it must have been nice to marry your real life wife on tv yeah you know? i guess he probably thought well if feeny's if feeny's gonna get married because obviously he's been a low ranger for a while 
If he's going to get married, then it may as well be to his wife that already exists. Yeah. You know how nice for the actor to be like, oh, okay, you're going to make my character get married, but it's not such a big change because it's just the old ball and chain from home. <laughs> um, the baby, right? They had Joshua. a baby last season. Just in case anyone that's mm-hmm. watched the season along of us has forgotten, there was a baby born. It makes yep. one appearance so far this season and not until episode mm-hmm. 14. Yeah. So if you're watching this as it aired, you're like once a week, you're like three months deep before they even mention Joshua. Oh, and there he is. Yeah, there was just no storylines for it. There was hardly anything for uh, Amy and Alan to do either, right? No, but I mean, when if we did see them, like, could you not have just had like a pram in the background and made out he was in the pram? Like the end, yeah. the end of the season before, he's obviously a newborn. They always had like what the fuck are they called that you put your baby in? They're like a little Moses basket. Mm-hmm. They always had like the basket there, didn't they? They don't call it that in America bassinet there he was in his little crib whatever it is right why couldn't they do that this time i get he's a bit bigger but just have like the push chair in the background or like have amy come downstairs like holding some bottles or some nappies to put on the line or like something do you know what i mean but it's like Mm -hmm. for a minute i was like they're just writing that out they're just pretending that didn't happen and then oh no there he is cute blonde kid for one scene Gone again. Yeah. 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 And the Matthews tried to adopt Sean and Chet made an appearance in ghost form. He did. He did make a little appearance. I wonder what they paid him for that. Like by now he's a very famous animated dog toy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. The adoption episode. It's lovely that they offered, but it's a little bit... um, it's not what Sean wants. He doesn't need a new family. He's got he's got a family. Like they were shit and his dad's dead now. But he doesn't need replacement. He doesn't need anyone trying to replace those people. He loves the family unit and he's is a part of their family, but he doesn't need the official you're my parents mm-hmm. paperwork thing happening. I guess maybe he feels like it would erase his actual parents. Yeah, uh, and it was a nice moment where Alan shouted at him. You know, he wanted to be told off and shouted. I thought that was nice. And then, and his mother is not his actual mother, but they didn't really go anywhere. No, no. Why did that? Why? Like, why make that a thing and then it not go places? Like, I don't. It's just give Sean more pain. Yeah, the poor guy. No wonder he writes poetry. He needs an outlet. Yeah. Like it being him alive, yeah. like it's a miracle that he's as sound as he is, you know? Like really he's come good. Like he's been able to have a really mature relationship with Angela. They've obviously had discussions, haven't they, about each of them were worried that the other one would leave because they've both been abandoned by parents. Mm-hmm. Um like so he's been able to have like a mature, committed relationship. He's been able to keep a friendship with a kid that he's known since whisper I guess like age six or whatever. You know, he's able to study and he's obviously doing all right. He hasn't been kicked out. Like, he's... Like, it's an absolute miracle. Yeah. He's definitely going to require therapy when he's older. Yeah. For sure. If not now. If not now. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, well, before we, I want to hear your predictions for the finale, but before we get there, is there any other bits or characters you want to touch on more? I think my favourite moment of the whole thing, other than Eric being like in the sofa cushion, is when Eric's trying to open the jar and it's the tin. (laughs) (laughs) He's trying to get the door open and someone just goes, it's a can. (laughs) <laughs> single single best moment I think um yeah it was mostly um the stuff about the facial hair and Corey and Topanga get less irritating as it goes along I was surprised they got married so early I thought that like if it wasn't if it wasn't didn't happen the end of last season I thought that would be a finale now so I don't know where mm-hmm. how, where the finale can go well, I guess maybe they wanted to show the marital struggles, you know, have some time after, because they must have known this would be the final season. I guess maybe they wanted them living together and to show what they'd be like living together, and they couldn't realistically make that happen without them being married first, because they've clearly made like the decision to not sleep together until they're married. I mean, you could live together and not, but that'd be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be difficult, wouldn't it? It'd be difficult. Well, so what? What's your predictions for the finale? I haven't even written down any predictions because I honestly don't even know. I know Angela's not there. Fancy not having like if Rachel's in the finale, which she must. I feel like she must be. Fancy like not having Angela, but having her instead. And Angela was in the show longer because she was established. Oh, maybe they were established in the same season, maybe. No, actually. no. Angela came from pri- uh, primary school. Angela came from high school. She was in like the last right. year yeah. of high school. Right, so actually it was a season before because, yeah, because I'm thinking because Eric and Jack started at, in college, but they didn't have her as a roommate, did they, until the next season? Yeah. I think she, I think that, yeah, yeah, so, so you're right. So I, think, so I think she was... Yeah, I think Jack and Angela came at the same time. Right, but obviously one's yeah. at uni and one's at... I and then Rachel was season eight. Yeah, so that would be trash. Well, it is trash. We know it happened, that she was not in it. I don't think they can time jump now, because otherwise we would have had to have a finale to this time. In this episode, we've just watched a bit like Dawson's mm-hmm. Creek. It kind of wraps it up. You could have left it, but then you've added a finale on the end. Yeah. Um. So I don't think we're time jumping. I think we're we're going to see Jack and Eric and Rachel graduate. Oh, Eric graduating! So proud of him. Do you know, like how? What is he? What's his? What's his degree in? Like, what's he studied? Who knows? Some sort of... He'll, he'd be doing one of those degrees, you know, like there's a degree in David Beckham over here for a bit. Like, what? Right. He's doing one of those, isn't he? Bless him. So he'll get his degree. Alan, I'm guessing we'll have the ceremony. I, oh, Topanga said that she wants to live in New York is where we've ended it, isn't it? Yeah, she's been given a, uh internship at like a really prestigious law firm. So is this going to be Yale all over again? Like, is is her wanting to stay with Corey and Corey's insistence that nothing can ever change mean that she <laughs> yeah. is missed out on Yale and now she'll miss out on this as well? You tell me. Maybe they go to New York. 
maybe they maybe they're gonna do like a oh it just so happens we're all taking a gap year angela's gone off to europe with her dad she'll come back in a year's time Corey and topanga are going to move to new york but they'll be back at another time they're just going for the year while she does this thing see how she gets on and then maybe sean will be like i'm gonna go i don't know and to a poetry festival i don't know but maybe there'll be a reason that they all are kind of off they go for a year. And then obviously Eric and Jack are leaving anyway to do stuff. Oh, and Jack's paw now has been cut off. Oh, yeah. We don't care about that, though, do we? We don't care about it enough. We don't because he's been such a douche about it for so long. Yeah, no one, no one's going to cry about the rich kid not being rich anymore. That's not a storyline we're going to get on board with and be upset for him a week. Yeah, and he's like I'm really interested to notice they haven't had Matthew Lawrence on the podcast yet, but I'm going to assume that they made all these decisions for him to, you know, wear the really, really like tight t-shirt and all of these things. Like I, or it might have been him at the time, but I'm going to assume it's the former. But it'll be interesting to see what he says. Like his experience was. Yeah, and hope he's not like the character. Right. You know, like you don't well, know, he, do you? Like, what if he actually? Maybe he is Chad Michael Money, and he just was like, "I want a soul patch. I want to like." I mean, his hair's been all right, thankfully, but you know, there's been questionable style choices. But he's really good in everything else, like I've seen him in, like as in and my Mrs. Doubtfire and and all the rest of it. But yeah. We'll see. See see how, how he comes across. But yeah, I, I think oh so how do we rank how do you rank the seasons now from favourite to least? I should have thought about this in advance, but I didn't. I wrote down like what's my rating and then I didn't actually fill it in. Okay, so what did I say last time? Did you I write that down? <laughs> No, but I think I can remember. I think I, you no, it said... It's 413652. Yeah. Last time. Where do I put seven? I don't think it's as bad as five. Is it as bad as last season? I think maybe it's a little me. bit better because we haven't got the irritating, like, Jack, Rachel, Eric dynamic, which I really hated. So I'm going to go... Four one three seven six five two. Yeah, nice. I I think I, there's bits. This is what I really remember is from watching it when I watched it the first time. Is a lot of like like the Penny episode. Yeah, of like when he when he's getting like electrocuted. Yes, in the that's good. Student union. And like and when he eats the lottery ticket, like that whole episode, silly. But the bit where he just he puts the paper in his mouth and he actually just chews it and eats it, like <laughs> yeah, it's TV gold. Yeah, I love all of that. So they're like good good memories um so i think i would say four one three seven six five two no two five because i two five was the worst but two had um 
it's still nostalgic for me. So yeah, I'd say I'd say that. So basically, I think was that the same as you, except swapping yeah. two and five. Yeah, just the last yeah. two. But I mean, we haven't yeah. seen the finale yet. Like, we might watch. I might watch the finale and be like, "Wow, that that was so good." I'm going to bump it up. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember again. Really, the I remember the final scene because it's like infamous. Yeah, and you'll see when we get there. But, okay. Uh, they were saying on the podcast about how they feel like they had a really strong finale, and I think it was received that way from like audiences and critics. So. I think you're in good hands for the finale. Okay. But it's be but it's also crazy because the episodes are so short, like they go so quickly. Here's the other thing that I really noticed about this season is we've always had continuity in like a broader sense with the show, but in like the earlier seasons, you could just be watching them in any order. You know, you could just watch anyone and you get the drift, you get the drift of what's going on. Yeah. In this season, it's like every episode connected into one. It was like a continuous story, more like a Dawson's Creek, One Tree Hill situation, though like the Boy Meets World sitcom version, that it was all flowing all the way through. Um, and I quite like that, but it was, I think that's the only, this is the only season that's really been like that. Yeah, it's more sort of teen soap comedy. It loses, yeah. you know, so it loses some of the appeal of you could just dip in and out and it doesn't matter. Like Friends, mm-hmm. like part of the beauty of Friends is that for most of it, I really can just watch one episode. It doesn't matter if I've not seen anything else that season. Yeah. And there are episodes in this like that. So if you get an episode where it's sort of Jack and Eric silliness, you know, like the one with the lottery numbers, like you could watch that standalone and you'd still take loads from it. But it definitely has storylines that weave from the right, from the beginning right the way to the end, which it didn't have before at all. Yeah. 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 Okay. So how are you feeling about, I mean, we'll talk about this when we finish the finale, but just to get like a taste, how have you been, how do you feel about Boy Meets World? You've almost finished it. Has it been an enjoyable experience and how have you felt about podcasting it? If if I think about the show on its own to start with, it's been very up and down. Like it's not been consistent. And I think that that does happen with some TV shows. It does happen, usually towards the end, and obviously that's why it comes to an end, because they've not managed to maintain, I don't know, either writers have left and it's kind of gone in a weird direction or they didn't make the characters, they made bad choices for the characters and it kind of ruined it. Um, but it's up, in, up and down all over. And there's there's elements of it that I love so much... But without them, I wouldn't like the rest. So I think mm-hmm. if we didn't have Eric, I would if I would like it in the same way that I like most TV. Like I'll put it on unless it's something really offensive. Like I'm not, I'm just, I'll mooch along and watch stuff. But a lot of what's held it together for me is Eric. And that was unexpected. I thought it'd be the Corey and Topanga. It's usually like a, it's usually a love interest romance storyline that keeps me going all the way through so even when Dawson's Creek got really bad I was like but you know what I hold out hope that Joey and Pacey will get back together at the end and that will keep me going um but that was lost somewhere along the way the Corey and Topanga thing so it was Eric that 
like unexpected Eric. And normally I don't like the silly... I guess in the same way that Dwight, for me, is what keeps the office going when that starts to get a bit shitter. Like, Dwight's still there, so it's fine. And I feel that way about Eric. But it's been very not consistent and very up and down. And it's like seasons have felt entirely different than the previous one. And I'm just, I guess I'm not used to that with the TV choices I make. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe part of that is watching it all in one go like this. Like maybe if I'd watched a season a year, how it was kind of intended to be viewed <laughs> to start with, it'd be different, but. Yeah. Well, cause I think a lot of people grew up with the show, you know? So that is true. It's odd watching it in such quick succession. Um, but yeah, okay. And then how have you felt like podcasting it? Because that's, it's a new experience for you. Um, and we've gone to a tight schedule, you know, this is a lot. I mean, it took Lex and I over a year to do all of Dawson's Creek. And I know it's uh, more sort of in depth and the episodes are twice the length. Um, but still, we've been going at a really quick pace. I, this is how I watch telly. Like, I'm a dom. <laughs> like, I can't... Like, that... Like, the Dawson's Creek, I obviously was, like, impatiently waiting for your, for your episodes to come out because, like, your Cape Side Chats, because I absolutely loved them and they were brilliant. I could listen to Lex all day. Like, I, like, I love her insight into things. But I was like, I could have watched this. I've watched i probably actually did watch dawson's creek five times over in the time so like <laughs> like the watching it to the tight schedule is not an issue for me the podcasting thing i've had to get used to like i don't know if the viewers can tell i mean iceland love it either way but i haven't got the equipment like i'm recording this sound on a on a huawei for crying out loud like it's not it's not even apple software i've got over here um so that side of things has been a whole like new experience to me. Like I'm not great with tech. My internet connection's not brilliant. Um and obviously the nerve the nerves of and obviously we don't know each other. Like it's it's mm-hmm. weird to have two or three hour long conversations with someone that you've only ever chatted to occasionally on Instagram. Like that's <laughs> odd, yeah. isn't it? And I've had I, yeah. I mean I've had online friends. I joined like a forum when I was first pregnant and and then we kind of, some of us actually had things in common other than our wombs. So we like then <laughs> were friends on like Facebook or whatever. And I, I would never talk to them like Zoom for three hours. I've known them for 11, 12 years because it's right. so yeah. out of my comfort zone. Like it's not, I don't like talking to anyone. <laughs> like I'm a, I'm a hermit. Like I do. It's very focused as well. It's not like there's distractions. It's not like we're sat in like a pub and there's other things going on around or anything. It's literally sat. There's just you and me. It's not like we're sat on our phones or anything like that. It's no. a fully focused conversation. It's like, it's. I mean, it's not quite job interview level, but I'm like, the first couple that we recorded, like I was... I'm not going to lie, it's gross, but I was drenched in sweat afterwards. Like, I was actually, like, I'm dehydrating. Like, I've got a headache from just, I've just sat here, like, sweating. So (laughs) nervous. And I get like that about, like, lots of stuff. I'm just, I'm an anxious person. So I've obviously got more comfortable as I've gone along. But even those few minutes waiting, 
Simon will let you into the Zoom in a minute. I sit there and I'm like, oh my God, oh, what am I going to say? Like, ah, oh. and then and then the after anxiety of what did I say? Like, it's just, like, I could never think, oh, I need bits edited out because if I started thinking, oh, I need bits edited out, it would just all go, it would all go. We'd have to do a re-record because the only bit that would survive would, none of it, just your half, just be you talking to yourself, <laughs> like with the social well, anxiety you- of it. But you get used to it and now I love it. Like, I get to chat with you once a week which is like get to know a new person which is really nice people have said some really lovely things about it um and Iceland are enjoying it so <laughs> that's all I need well I don't think anybody would have thought any of that about you being nervous or anything because you you come across so well and you're so so funny and uh insightful and have a great perspective on things so i think that uh yeah i think you're just so natural at it so i i hope that you will continue i mean you're not going anywhere we've got the finale to do and then we've got three seasons of girl meets world we're not going anywhere until the universe is complete on this of course yeah it's it's weird to me that like the the podcast that I started listening to in lockdown about One Tree Hill and like listening to the two guys chat. I mean Dom's Dom's not here, which is a shame because I also love Dom. But like this listening to you both and thinking, if we all knew each other in real life, we'd get on. Like, but they'll never know that. <laughs> like, you know, like it's the equivalent, I don't know, maybe some people watch Dermot O'Leary on the telly and think to themselves, Oh, we I'd be mates with Dermot, he's never gonna know. It felt like that. And now to be like, oh, we're just hang out on zoom for two hours each week you know like <laughs> it's good yeah, it's i love it random but i i love that because that's also that's not why we started it i mean we started dom and i started it to have them conversations because we enjoy talking about movies and tv shows and uh to sort of make each other laugh and then for it to develop into something where once a week people from literally around the world come and watch tv with us together is so humbling and so insane and so awesome and then to make connections with people like you and then and do this it's this sounds it's going to sound really cliche but it's like a real honor because like it's such an odd i don't think people can understand unless they're part of of the community you know or into it it's very i can't really put it into words but if it was like an honor that that anyone would want to listen to a conversation that i'm having with you or having with dom or having with anyone and uh and then that people would want to be involved in it as well like it's awesome i love it and i've really enjoyed I've really enjoyed doing these episodes. It's been really fun. And these are things that I will will eventually listen back to because, um, you know, they're different. And I like doing the whole season in an episode and it being a bit broader. And I've loved all of the tangents that we go on and all the different places. Um, so, yeah, I've really had a lot of fun. It's been It's been awesome. Thanks. It has, yeah. I agree. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Like, just to be asked, like, I said to my husband, like, Simon's asked if I want to do this Boy Meets World. I was saying to him, like, yeah, this, this is back when I thought it was the Wonder Years, and it's not. Um, Like, kind of talking to him about that, and I was like, he must have, like, Dom obviously can't do it for some reason. I was like, maybe Lex can't do it either. Like, and I thought... Maybe he's asked, like, how far down the list? I must have been really far down the <laughs> list. Because it's not like... 
I've podcasted elsewhere and you've thought, oh, she podcasts, we can put this together as like a thing. Or I know like she does public speaking or I was a bit like, okay, like, oh, I better not let him down. So I'm glad that you think that I've done all right. <laughs> but no, well, you have, you've killed it. And, and it's not, I asked you because of when you was on, on Ravens on our One Tree Hill episode. I can't even I remember think, that. I don't even know what I said. I can't even remember doing what? it. I don't think I feel like I don't think Dom was there or he was late or something or working and then he joined a bit later. But see, you and I were talking for about 10, 15 minutes or something. And I don't think we were talking about I can't remember what we were talking about, but we weren't talking about One Tree Hill. And it was just a very natural, like, you know, when you, when you just click with someone. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's a very, that was just like an easy conversation. Um, so yeah. So I thought that would be cool. And then I was just really hopeful that you hadn't listened to it. Um, oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, hadn't. you've also got to try and find someone that hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, sorry, not listened, watched. Yeah, watched that you hadn't right watched you it. Perfect, perfect. So, yeah, no, awesome. Well, okay, so we will be... So we're going to watch the finale tomorrow night and then we're going to record afterwards, but there'll be other people there as well. Um, which I think will be fun to, you know, see, get other people's input as well. And then after that, we will be back next week, next week for Girl Meets World, which will be so weird. It'll be so strange. It better be good. It, it better be good. I think it ran from like, I might be getting this wrong, but I think it ran from maybe like 2015 to 2018, like somewhere in that. So it's not... We're not that far removed. Yeah. And uh, have I told you that Ben Savage is running for, like, governor of something or whatever? I, th- like I think politics? you might have mentioned that. I don't think we spent a long time talking about it, but I think you did mention that. That's so yeah, random. He's like, he's, like, campaigning now. I wonder if he's, like, a Democrat or Republican. Like, Yeah, can someone let us know? Where does is this he- politics sit? Oh, maybe don't you... maybe don't tell me because that will just completely color it color him differently for me. Well, if if you if you have uh, been listening, then you are aware of our perspective <laughs> on on things. Let us know, or let me know, <laughs> and I'll let Tessa know if it you know aligns. Can you imagine if they're uh, like, oh, he's actually quite far right? It's like he can't be. Surely he can't. Did I tell you one of the Kids from Home Improvement is like a full-on Trump supporter and it's like ruined it for me. I mean, sucked into the cult. Yes, it would ruin. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. I worry that like people that, people that you like have a really good way of just absolutely fucking ruining it for you, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's, maybe it's best to not know anything about them, but then I wouldn't want to be ignorant either. Yeah. You know, if you're ignorant to it and you just blindly like supporting someone questionable yeah once you know better you have to do better isn't it exactly so it's... exactly oh i hope he hasn't I, don't, I think i think he's safe i reckon he's, i've seen him in loads of interviews and things that are like more recent and he seems like how you'd want him to be you know okay yeah so this is all the good. googling okay. i can do like i'm guessing i've got to get girl meets world out of the way before i can do any googling now still haven't i yeah 
I think so because I mean I've been ruined on some things from Girl Meets World mm. not like ruined but that uh, cameos and stuff but I think it's safe to say I think pretty much everyone I've said this already haven't I everyone except Maitland Ward has made a cameo she's busy elsewhere isn't she very busy you know she's married as well does does she star in things with her husband no well not that i'm aware of but no so i don't i that's not a lifestyle that i'd be able to live can it is there any part of you that's inquisitive or curious to like do you think at some point you'll have to just Google it just for a second, just to like see how drastic it is, or just like, <laughs> or how popular, or how popular she is? Yeah, absolutely. I, this one of the first things I'll do is be like, "What does she look like now? She's older than me, but she's still making loads of money. Good for her. Like she must be in shape." I'm absolutely going to watch one of her pornos if well, I can access it. I'm not signing up for anything. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder well, if they've got she's... storylines. Like, is it is it ones with storyline? Like, is it really cheesy storyline yeah, porn, or is no. it just like banging? No, I think that's what the situation is. Is like they're using her acting skills. Oh, okay. But um, I looked her up on Instagram because I I I get really curious about how many followers people have, and I know yeah. that's such stupid garbage and it doesn't mean anything but when you're like a celebrity and they've got the blue tick it's like you kind of want to see because that kind of gives you a an illustration of their reach right yeah and she had over a million maybe even two million followers uh, so it's, it's a lot like, it'll, and it, it'll be like one percent of those are boy meets world fans well, I was going to say, to put it into context, I think uh, Topanga has a million, uh, but Ryder Strong, Sean, has like 250,000. Really? I can't, so, wait. I mean, I can't wait to follow them all. I'm such a nosy bitch. I absolutely love seeing what they're all up to on Instagram. What have you had for Will breakfast? Friedel. Show me. <laughs> Will, Will doesn't have social media. Um, oh. He refers to himself as Anxiety Boy. I love, I like, yeah. I feel like Do I. Do you think you'll? I feel like I want to get in touch with him somehow. He doesn't want to hear from me. I'm not. I'm just like I'm nothing. But you know when you just feel like, I just want to be like I really like. I can't wait to listen to like the the things I'm looking forward to doing the most are listening to like the interviews and things that he's done and listening to him on the podcast to get his whole backstory. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm really interested in that. Giving them all a quick follow on Instagram just to see what they're eating for breakfast and watching the porn. Yeah. Right. In that order, do you think porn um, will come last or? The Instagram will come first just because that's the easiest thing to do, isn't it? I'm on there, yeah. you know, 20 out of the 24 hours of the day. And then, mm-hmm. and then probably the porn. Yeah. If I can, yeah. if I can watch it, I'm not signing, I can't, I'm not signing up to anything. <laughs> I don't think you would need to. If it's on Pornhub, I'll watch it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Has she got a stage name? Does she just use her name? No, no, no. I think they're banking on that, right? Yeah. On 
because I think there's I, there's so much uh, allure that comes with it in terms of because Boy Meets World was watched by millions of people, millions, and then it went into syndication, so the reruns were on TV like all of the time. But that's what they were saying as well that the show actually became more popular after they'd finished recording it. You know, like how The Office is more popular now than it's ever been because of it being on streaming services and everything. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, and then it's... Then even her character in the show, she was, like, used between Eric and Jack as, you know, this... uh, not like sex symbol. What would you call but they it? Were, you know, they, like, were, they were, yeah, they were just treating her like someone to want to go out with, weren't they? Yeah, they were like drooling over her yeah. all of the time, right? And um, and then yeah, and then for her to go in into porn, but also she seems very well together. You yeah. know, it's not like there's a sad instance of um. You know WWE? Yeah. Uh, back in the day, there was China. Do you ever remember this? Did you ever, it, do you know? Is it China with a Y? Um, yes. I I vaguely remember the name, but I could fall over in the street and not notice. <laughs> okay, right. Well, she, she was a wrestler and it was, you know, she was really popular because she was like massive and she could actually like wrestle with the men and everything. And this is in like the peak of it was wwf then but you know right in the peak when like the rock was in it and stone cold and all the rest of it anyway she eventually leaves wrestling and there was like a sex tape that had been leaked to the internet of her and like a kim kardashian type thing uh and then later she ended up going into porn and but it was like sad like just to get by Right, yeah. and I think maybe I think drugs were involved, and then she died. Oh shit! Um, like died, like relatively young, you know, like in her forties, I think. And I think it was drug related. I might have that wrong. I apologize if I've got that wrong, but I think it was drug related. Um, so it's like sad. And, yeah, where... there's there's most definitely two sides to the porn industry, isn't there? There's the one where people are like, I could make fuck ton of money doing this. It's all consensual. It's all really safe. It's all very professional setup. And then there's yeah. I, I need to do something to survive. My body is the only sellable commodity that I have. Like, yeah, yeah. I I mean that is just my perception. I might have that wrong, but oh, me too. Like, yeah. I'm, no, I'm no porn industry expert here, but that's <laughs> kind of how I see it. And then, but but with Maitland Ward, it seems anyway like she is enjoying. <laughs> it seems like she's enjoying it, like in terms of career wise, her pers- her perspective, her outlook. She's obviously making yeah shit tons of money. Yeah, I, I, g- I guess I'd, we we just I'd... find it fascinating because it's really like not our lives at all, is it? Like it's so right. like foreign to us that we're just it's fascinating, which is why I'll have to look it up because I just it's the same with anything that isn't your life. It's I like I watch Made in Chelsea about a load of rich people going on holiday because it's so far removed from my life that I, it's fascinating. Right, and that's the same reason why you know, like I grew up on gangster rap 
and hip hop. And it's as far away from my life as as it can be. It's fascinating. Yeah. And love it. So uh, it's escapism as well. Absolutely. I mean, porn is escapism in a different type of way. But this is, <laughs> yeah. you know. So, well, interesting. I I hope that can you have, could you have, before Girl Meets World starts, because we know she's not in it, It'd be interesting for you to see some so we can get your thoughts on the podcast. You know, it'd be interesting to, or should we, or is that taking it too far? So you want me to watch the porn before the live watching on tomorrow? <laughs> no, because no, that'd let be you before know what the finale. I think. No, I just want you to see like 30 seconds and just see, I don't know, maybe this is going in an odd direction. I'd just be interested <laughs> I'm just interested in your perspective and if it's going to be how you thought it was going to be or if it's like well obviously you I knew about I knew that it was her that had been in porn after the last series but when I watched it this series I didn't think about that when I was watching her in the show mm-hmm. like I don't I don't think it even crossed my mind while I was watching it that oh she's going to be in porn one day like, I guess <laughs> your you get, is important. I guess you know you just kind of get lost in the show. You don't think about it, but I don't. Yeah, I guess now that she, if she's not in Girl Meets World, like I can just, it, I'd want to look it up because it'd be the only thing that I can look up. Right, and, and she's coming on the podcast on their podcast soon at some point. So it'll be really interesting uh, to see how they handle it or if they sort of dodge it. I don't think they can dodge it. Like it's too much of a... No. But I'd be... Thing. Yeah, I'd I'd have to do loads of research about how... Because, I mean, even speaking about it now, I'm like, I'm not qualified to speak on this. Like For I, sure. I don't know anything about it. So I'm sort of thinking, if I was had to interview her, I, what do you say so? Porn. Tell us. Like, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't... You know, I'd want to handle it sensitively. And then I think, well, actually, do I need to treat it with kid gloves? Because it is just a, a career choice. Yeah, you know, and I, I think I I imagine that's how they would deal with it. I think because when they have a a guest on, they use they ask them for their story, their history, and then where they went. So I think they would just say, "So we finished Boy Meets World, you know. Then what did you go on to?" And then she would just say it herself, and then say, "Okay, and how are you enjoying that industry? Like that's obviously a massive transition." a massive change for going from a Disney show into, you know, porn. Uh, you know, how have you, how has that been received? You know, yeah, I think it, it, it's not like it's, Oh, that was a really difficult period of my life. I had to turn to sell my like body to make money. I'd rather not talk about it. Like mm-hmm. I just, this is what I decided to do next. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be really interesting because, for those reasons, you know, she didn't get invited back to Girl Meets World. But at the same time, you can't blame Disney for that because, like, it's Disney, you know? Yeah. They're, they're not going to be associated with things like that. So... It'd be interesting to see if she talks about that, like, if she does hold any, like... Maybe resentment's too strong a word, but whether they'll say to her, like, did Disney, were you ever approached... For reboot, or did you, did you not know it was happening until suddenly it's there on the? T- I imagine she probably didn't know it was happening until it was on the telly, unless she's in touch with people regularly. 
Right. And I mean, and this is kind of, I mean, similar in a way, but uh, China is not, uh, maybe she is now. I I'm speaking on things I don't have the knowledge on, but they wouldn't, they didn't put her in the Hall of Fame, um, which is kind of like a thing that happens, you know, when people retire, they usually get put in the Hall of Fame. If they've had a big impact, which she did and did a lot for women's wrestling and it was because of the porn stuff. And it's like, well, they don't want to, it's meant to be a, a family brand, you know, uh, but I actually seem to have a memory that maybe they did put her in the Hall of Fame after she passed away it's all really sad but i think the maitland ward thing it doesn't seem sad it seems like she this is just a career choice that she's made she seems to be enjoying enjoying it so in the same way that i guess ben savage has gone into has chosen to go into politics now and his politics might is is not going to be not everyone's going to agree with it like even if we even if he is like really left-leaning liberal and we're like oh we really like him there's a huge portion of America that will think that's the worst fucking thing you could be. Right. And there's uh, probably a lot of people that, you know, have strong feelings about porn and it being, you know, bad and negative or, or whatever it is. And then there's a lot of people that, you know, Can give I'm a sure shit. love it. Yeah. Or just so don't it's... care either way. Like, I'm not, you're not doing it for illegal. Like, I don't... Do you know, like I right, couldn't give so a you, shit. There's a difference between you're doing something, you killed someone, actually, so we're not going to invite you back. But actually, you're just. I get that Disney have an image to protect, but they're making this show for people that are grown ups. They're not making Girl Meets World for eleven year old children to watch. They're making it for all the people that are now in the thirties and forties that watched it when it was on back then. Like I think we could probably handle that she'd been a little smutty film. <laughs> do you know what I mean by the time you've hit 40 yeah. I think perhaps your eyes have been opened to, to the existence of that industry haven't they for sure for sure but Disney are funny yeah. they're like they're, they're a whole other they're a funny thing I yeah, mean I love them definitely but they're a whole thing yeah it's typical we all love the content uh, yeah well okay so <laughs> there we have it so we'll be back. The finale episode will be out, I'm sure, just a few days after this one has been released. Uh, but if you enjoy what we're doing, we're looking for that first review that mentions Boy Meets World. We need it. Why do we need it, Tessa? Um, Because I don't have any reviews that reference any of my work. Right. I've put in some hours so, now, you know. Big Toe Test needs validating. Okay, if you can make that the subject title of the review. Oh, absolutely points. fucking not. I'd rather you didn't bother. If you reference <laughs> Big Toe Test or whatever it is you've called it, like, I please don't. I don't want it. Okay, please don't do that. But <laughs> Reference Boy Meets World would appreciate it because Eric's lucky penny goes through... Hoops. But Puppet Mr. Feeney also goes through. Nets. Ravenshoops.net. So, yeah, that's that's where we have it. Are you ready to do your final Feeney? Yeah, I think so. Before oh. we get to Girl Me as well. Do we? 
what if there's no Feeny in Girl Meets World? Or what if there's no, like, Feeny? Let's not... Oh, I can't even begin to think about that because I'll just get upset. Well, Feeny... Well, I mean, he might Bill be in Daniels, it, but... Yeah, I mean, he's 94 now. So even if, you know, it wrapped, like, five years ago, you know, he would have been, like, coming up to 90. So it's, like, I'm it's, sure it's, he must have cameoed in it, but I don't think he might... He couldn't have been a regular, surely. Like, it's just hit me that it's not... It's not. I'm not gonna watch Eric anymore. Just fucking about every every episode. Like that's it. I've got just got the finale and then that's it. Oh fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> like it's the end. Oh okay. Oh all right. Have you got a Feeny call in mind? I have. It is. <laughs> I've got my notebook really here. You. you can see I've got my notebook. I mean, the I really heard your, can't. your accent. Your accent really came through then. I have. Oh, Somerset. <laughs> Down here in the West Country. <laughs> yep. Okay. Ready? Feeny on three. One, two, three. Monsieur Feeny! <laughs> <laughs> Feeny! <laughs> Excellent. 